Hello and welcome to the Easy Allies podcast. I'm your moderator, Brandon Jones. Joining me this week, panelists Ben Moore. What up? Bradley Ellis. What up? My ultimate co-moderator, Mr. Daniel Bloodworth. What up? And I made the, the call happen in Slack today. No, Ian. No, Ian today. Uh, Ian has plans. Ian's off doing better things. Distinguished guests, we are here to discuss some of the biggest headlines in video games from this week. But before we do that, we must answer for our mistakes in last week's podcast. Now I go, where did I leave it? There it is. Begin Corrections Music. <clears throat> Tumble on PS3 and Tumble VR from Supermassive are Jenga E games. We were maybe curious if there was any type of Jenga. Oh stuff going on in, in games. Apparently, they've been on it. Mm. Half-Life um, yeah. Alex is free for everyone who bought the Valve Index through Steam. Um, that's awesome. Valve is currently working on Artifact 2.0. It's in closed beta right now. We yeah, questioned what was going on with Artifact. Uh, it's Henry Cavill, like travel. I've been saying that wrong my whole life. Curious Expedition 2 was announced in March of 2019. Dead or Alive had a female Spartan, Spartan 458, a.k.a. Nicole. We said it was Master Chief. That was right. short That happens every time. Yep. Rookie mistake. Every time. I think, the, I think that's, a, that's a decision. That's something you set up knowing people are going to get that wrong. You're going to be you like, know what? Gonna getting, be on so many Wikipedia pages. Getting a Spartan wrong in Dead or Alive, I'm way cool with that yep. mistake. It's I'm okay. not. You should be it's ashamed okay. of yourselves. Nothing to be ashamed of. How different is that Spartan, though? Very That's different. I, don't, I, I, you're queued up it? another correction. Hush, okay. hush, hush. Don't, uh, yeah, don't bring it up. Uh, and PS2022 will be on the Unreal Engine 5 instead of the Fox Engine. And so we talked about how that will just be updated content via DLC. Not a standalone game. There's a reason they're switching over to a whole new engine. So they're going to be working on that. And corrections music. Very quick. Gaming Gladiators. I say quick. I don't know. This might not be a quick matchup. But we are getting into the final picks of our gaming gladiatorial arena. We're going to be asking video game characters to battle to the death. This one won't be easy. You would think we might have a dog in this race. There might be somebody that we favor. It's someone we've personally worked with before. We have an emotional connection. But I need you really looking at the... Kyle? Going back to... No, we're not there yet. <laughs> I, don't know if the, I don't know if the Kyle match makes the pay-per-view. Okay. No. From Steven Cell, Cloud versus Lightning. Oh. We haven't had either of these characters before. Uh, Cloud has certainly been paired against a lot of people. I'm curious I mean, what happens when this panel gets presented Cloud have with Cloud more, like, I just well, Who has more emotional baggage to deal with? Probably Cloud, I guess? Probably they, Cloud. They both have emotional baggage, but probably Cloud. Yeah, probably Cloud. <laughs> Is that his strength? I just don't Is that remember like, all what she could do. I don't remember like her power level. Let's see. I guess updates, she's like a man, the she's like a god, right? I guess she does become. Yes, that does happen. So yes. probably she's yeah. She probably beat Cloud. I guess. Whoa. Yeah, but do, do you want that? No. All right. <laughs> there you but go. I'm I'm a fair man. Yeah. Lightning already is just a fe like a female Cloud. That's what she was designed yeah. to be. Yeah. Yeah, so, you're not wrong there. Yeah, um, I mean, I guess I go with Lightning. Wow. Cloud has a sword that's larger than his body, though. But she has the dress sphere, man. She can just change jobs anytime. Does she? Yeah, lightning returns, yeah, but dude. Yeah, Cloud has dresses. True, mm. he does. He's got the buster sword yet. He's pretty nuts in Avent Children. He's, like, literally flying around. He is insane in Avent Children, yes. But she is a goddess. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I don't know, man. I haven't played 13 games in forever. Yeah, there's I'll, a reason for that. I'm willing to go anyway. <laughs> You're putting money on both. Blood, what do you think? You're going to have to wrap yeah. this up for me. 
Uh, I'll, I'll go. Well, I'll on, go now. with lightning. I, I I don't have enough lightning knowledge because I haven't played those. <laughs> so. I mean, cl cloud. Omni slash baby, like yeah, what, Omni slash is day. What more needs to be said? I'm going cloud all the way. All right. So I just want to know what your bets are. Let's talk Xbox. Today was the Xbox Game Showcase. That was the last time I chatted with you gentlemen. That was the last thing that, uh, uh, mm -hmm. one of the last things that we did here at Easy Allies. We checked it out. If you check out the description on the YouTube page of Xbox, it says, experience the best lineup of the next generation games from Xbox Game Studios. Wow. And I don't know if that's the best lineup of next generation games <laughs> or the best lineup of next generation games from Xbox Game Studios. Because it is a select list. They picked Halo Infinite, Avowed, Psychonauts 2, Grounded, Fable, Everwild, State of Decay 3, Tell Me Why, As Dusk Falls, and Forza Motorsport to appear on that list. All of the other things that were mentioned, Balan Wonderworld, I'm sorry, you are not among the best lineup of next generation games from Xbox Game Studios. <laughs> We've had a little bit of time. How do we feel about the presentation in general? Ben, how are you feeling about Xbox today? Um, yeah, I've definitely had some time to process it, and I think... My ultimate feeling is there is a lot of stuff during that showcase that I want to play, that I'm excited to play, but ultimately, I think I'm disappointed. Um, I think there were some things where, I, again, I just wasn't, what they showed wasn't enough to get me on the super excited meter. Like, I think Everwild, is it Everwild or Everwilds? Everwild. I think Everwild is a good example of that, where... I'm very curious about it, but I just don't know quite enough mm. to get there. I think Fable is a good example of that, where um, that's that's a series that I've I've wanted to love more than I have in the past, and I'm glad it's coming back. But they didn't show enough for me to quite get there. I think what's really killing me though is I was so excited to see Halo, and they they were really hyping Halo up, um, and. I won't know more until I play it. This is definitely not the final verdict, but I think in showcase form, it didn't have me jumping up and down. Mm -hmm. um, and that that's too bad. That's really where I wanted to be. I was going in hopeful, and my heart just didn't go there during the showcase. It seems like Infinite's going to be a really big game. It also seems like they don't know how to sell the size of the game that it's going to be. I think they thought mm -hmm. maybe that map shot was going to blow people's minds. Mm -hmm. Right. Do you think the game could be bigger, Brad? Do you think we could? Do you think there's a lot more to see that they, you know, I maybe mean, could have shown or, or a teaser at mean, this point? They didn't talk about multiplayer at all, which mm -hmm. is like a huge deal to people. So they can go down that whole rabbit hole, whatever the hell they're going to do. If they end up doing a battle royale or whatever. I honestly thought they were going to talk about like a beta or something for that right. game, maybe. Because it's so close and it's going to be on Xbox One. So, a little surprise there, but, I mean, they still got time to show stuff off, but I kind of, with Ben, like, I liked what I saw, but I could have definitely gone with more. I'm just kind of confused by the whole thing, is this whole messaging they're doing throughout this entire, like, marketing thing is the most powerful console ever. Right. And I didn't walk away feeling like, damn, this is the most powerful console ever. I was like, oh, that looks like a... Xbox One game. Or at least, like, what we saw of gameplay, at least, because we saw Halo, like, a lot of it, but it didn't, like, blow me away. Like, obviously, it's open world, so it's going to be more taxing and all that stuff, but 
still cross-gen game, and it sure looks like it. And there are two things about Halo Infinite, right, that are dramatically different. Um, not not getting into things like the grappling hook or whatever, but but it being a more open Halo game is potentially exciting, but they didn't show it off in a way that gets me excited for it being a more open game. They just kind of opened up a map. And, like, mm-hmm. that could be cool, and the more that I see, I could definitely be convinced. But in the presentation itself, it wasn't like, oh, man, open world Halo, this is awesome. Like, they, mm-hmm. they really didn't take you there. Yeah. And then after the fact, they're like, oh, Halo Infinite is going to be a platform. We don't predict a, a sequel for a very long time. And they didn't show me anything in that presentation that made me excited or interested or convinced in Halo Infinite as a platform. Either. Yeah, um, I think for Halo it's interesting because you know a lot of times we're you know we say hey just show the game uh, you know don't talk so much but I feel like in a lot of these cases particularly with franchises that are are coming back and reinventing themselves which Microsoft had quite a few of I think you really do need that elevator pitch to say what are you doing what mm-hmm. what makes this halo different because if i just look at this halo gameplay without knowing any of the other details it just looks like more yeah. halo gameplay i don't you know i've got a grappling hook i've got some new weapons and i've got right. some waypoints on a map that doesn't even necessarily tell me that it's this big open campaign like it's it just really just looks like another halo game with a different art style um and uh, I felt kind of uh, surprised by sort of the same mistake that was made with the previous showcase in that here we are, here's a chance to blow out what next gen is supposed to be capable of and the majority of what we got were either CG or in-engine teasers mm-hmm. that don't show gameplay, that don't show... You know, they don't even show some of the basic things. Like, you know, here's what ray tracing does for this game, even. You know, it's like the only thing that really got to do something like that was Ori, of all things. Yeah, That was A number one, <laughs> the, the coolest part in terms of just talking about the console. You know, just being excited about this system that they want us to buy, you know, in a short um, amount of time. On the other hand, I do feel like one thing that uh, Xbox has had an issue with in the past is with first party games feeling like they have a variety and there is a, a pretty strong variety on display here there are a lot of different styles there's a lot of different focuses of games um, I don't know that there's any of this though that really feels at this point to be iconic which is I, I think is probably the issue right it's like you know gears and halo or something that you can put on a, you know on the bottle of Mountain Dew you know and people know what that is and people get excited and while there's a lot of cool creative stuff here like i don't know that there's anything that like really grabs a hold in that way like even fable we don't have a character yeah just to, to grasp or anything like that we don't really have a world we just have this like vague okay there's a fairy there's a funny moment that happens i think it's interesting yeah shot. seeing psychonauts too kind of positioned as that you know right. in all of these montages and trailers and stuff i'm definitely seeing those characters pop up a lot and i think that's you know potentially one of the reasons why they acquired double fine or, or one reason they're kind of leaning on them to like bring back kind of that rare magic of, of having a having a catalog of characters you know creating new games where they could shine sell some t-shirts and, and then well, the other 
kind of big takeaway from this has kind of come again with the news after uh, the showcase itself is that you know the reason we're not seeing gameplay on a lot of these games is because a lot of these games aren't anywhere near that point of short mm-hmm. gameplay. Of course, you know, State of Decay three they said is you know what pre-production like really early yeah pre-production? early pre-production yeah, yeah it's a ways off forza so. motorsports somehow is like an early development even though the last forza motorsport was like three years ago or so um which is kind of good because i felt like the last couple of games were just coming out too predictably so it's like you just didn't excite you never got excited for them because like yeah it's, it's two years since the last one here it is uh but at the same time it feels strange to like not have like you know gran turismo it had gameplay Forza should be a moment where you see gameplay and not just, you know, pre, you know, pre-recorded, pre-rendered stuff. If even if it is an engine, um, and then, yeah, Avowed, I, I think is probably a long ways off, um, and uh, uh, Warhammer even, you know, like that game is is next year, uh, but like how early next year, you know, because again we just got a CG trailer. So it just feels like a lot of the, these games we're we're gonna see next summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we're, we're we're probably not even get that many updates on many of these games until then. Ben, what were you saying? Well, well, and then it it after the fact, it seems talking about Microsoft's messaging, I I do think there's the, there's a huge problem there where there, there just seems to be like a lack of consistency or lack of focus because Phil was getting out there and saying like, hey, listen, our strategy is we're not gonna force you to buy. An Xbox Series X, uh, we're going to make everything available cross-generation. And then now there's confusion where it's like, actually, no, you won't be able to play Fable and Forza Motorsport, which were things in this presentation right after we got saying that things were going to be available cross-gen. Those will only be available on Xbox Series X. And it's just created a lot of confusion and uncertainty, which is not where you wanted to be. I think I think a lot of people wanted to leave this showcase feeling confident and excited about where Microsoft was going and it's like it it, it flies in the face of that when you leave the showcase and you're like wait what are you guys doing what what's the what's the messaging here it's just unclear what about Balan Wonderworld, Ben? What about the messaging? Balan Wonderland, it Balan. looks great, but again, that should have been in the Wonder showcase. World. Yeah, like right. that was more interesting <laughs> than a lot of what was in the showcase. Yeah. I find, and it just wasn't there. It was just in the pre-show. It was relegated to the pre-show, and I'm not sure why. Yeah, I'm not sure why either. You know, there's it had gameplay in it too. That's yeah. the first yeah. time we ever heard of that game. And right. It had actual gameplay. <laughs> right. It. It, it it showed a lot, and it looked phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, like honestly, when you put that up against Tetris Effect Connected, why? Why is that the choice? Right. You know? mm-hmm. well, why show us uh, a new version of a game that we've already played well, versus that? <laughs> not only is it a new version of a game that we're already familiar with, it wasn't even very clear in the presentation what the new stuff is right. in this game that we already are familiar with. So yeah, I. I uh, I don't know. It, it's just very confusing and feels wishy-washy and uncertain. Um, and and it's it's like if you're if you have a new console, I think ultimately you want your consumer to be like, oh man, I can't wait to get this thing. And that is not what this presentation did. It didn't make True. me go, oh man, mm-hmm. I can't wait to get this thing. 
What about just the inclusion of Games Pass and just, the, you know, the fact that you can get almost everything, I think. I, there was some trailer that I watched on Xbox where they pumped a lot of things through the, you know, the, the trailer saying you can get all of this. You know, obviously some of that stuff we're still waiting on, like, final release dates. But in terms of just ha- being known for value, do you get a sense, you know, Blood, you were speaking to just kind of, like, the diversity of the launch lineup that there's... Or just the, the things that they're showing off. And I thought it was, you know, usually there's a little bit of, like, action bleed at these, you know, events where, like, you see kind of, like, some shooters or some action games that kind of look similar. And I thought at least visually there were a lot of, you know, thematic stuff that was different. Um, is potentially this we still don't know how much these cost does xbox seem like a value to you i mean beyond just how they did today uh well ubisoft has come out and said they're not raising prices on next gen so i think that you know those kind of rumblings are you know Hmm. maybe not as universal or as they we might have feared um but yeah i i think the value of game pass is absolutely phenomenal and 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 that's gonna be you know harder and harder to ignore as the years go by and as these uh first party games from these new studios start to fill in and fill in and fill in and like even stuff you know from third parties like carrion this week you know that's a game where maybe you want to check it out maybe you don't if you're already if you already have game pass then yeah just pick it up and play it and find out whether you like it or not uh, and I think that a lot of these games are going to benefit from that kind of thing. I think Grounded in particular mm-hmm. can benefit from that kind of thing. Uh, it'll be curious to see whether it gets to a point where it's too saturated, where things just get lost because Game Pass has too much. But at this point, I don't see that happening. At this point, what I've mostly been seeing from from third-party publishers is that, you know, even though their game is free on Game Pass, like it kind of raises up their sales overall. Uh, so, uh, and yeah, from a consumer standpoint, like it, yeah, that's a, a huge, huge deal to be able to get big games like Halo Infinite and all that just with a subscription that at some point you're just kind of kind of forget about. I, I do think, I really do like Game Pass and I, I think it is fantastic that you can get first party games and third-party games, in some cases, at launch via Game Pass. I think that's awesome. But that's awesome right now. That's that's not mm-hmm. something where it's like, oh, man, next-gen. Oh, man, Xbox Series X. Like, I, I can't believe it. I, I do think that is absolutely an advantage that Microsoft has going into next-gen, but it is not a new advantage or, or one that we're unfamiliar with currently. I... Don't know how to feel about knowing that Elder Scrolls Six is a thing, knowing that Elden Ring is a thing, now knowing Avowed is a thing, and it's just like, yeah, those are cool ideas of, of like role playing games. I can't wait to find out. Uh, are you excited about Avowed, Ben, or are you just kind of did that just kind of get get named for you and then filed away? No, I, I am excited about Avowed, but I think it kind of echoes a lot of the sen- sentiments already expressed, where I think you know, something that differentiates maybe Avowed from what you're talking about is it's set in a world that a lot of people are already familiar with and love, and that was not made clear in the trailer at all. Like, yeah. I think they could have done more to emphasize and make you excited about the fact that this is set in the Pillars of Eternity world. But you, you know... Maybe you picked up on that in the trailer, but you might have watched it and and been completely unfamiliar. And it's like, was there well, any publishing I think you... reason that that wasn't made clear? With, I mean, Obsidian right. self-published that, right? Uh, I don't. Remember. Yes, I believe so. 
I don't know. I don't remember either. Sure. But I mean, but, at the um, same time, you know, like the outer worlds, like Microsoft is taking full advantage of that, even though they're not the publisher, mm-hmm. you know, of the original right. game. Um, I just, I just don't see a reason why that wouldn't, wouldn't be emphasized. Um, yeah. Because yeah, the Pillars of Eternity world is very cool and very different from uh, a lot of its competitors. Seems to be a rash of that lately, man, where it's just not, it's one thing if you get like a bunch of interesting information from a new game, interesting premise, it's just a question of like how they spin it when they first announce something. There's so many right. cool projects I want to learn more about and then I find out like 24 hours later, it's like, oh, we, they did release more information. They just like, none of that got crammed into the trailer. Um, and it's funny because to, to, sorry to interrupt, but to, to huh. go on like a positive spin, Right, like I think Medium presented mm-hmm. really, really, really well. Mm-hmm. Where that was a game that we saw before, right? Where we kind of had that sense where it's like, oh, this looks cool, but we don't know very much. I feel like I got a great sense for how that game is going to play, what it's going to be like, why it's special. There was just like a clarity to its presentation that I really think some of these other things could have benefited from. Yeah, it was really one of the clearest reasons to be on Next Gen that right. we saw. Yeah. Yeah. Across both conferences. Like that and Ratchet and Clank are sort of like the pillars of, hey, this is why an SSD is important. This is why it's going to change gameplay. Uh, And I think there's more things that we can see along those lines, you know, in terms of maybe open worlds and level design and things like that. But nothing that's as easy to explain as what these two games are doing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is it clear? uh, Do we know if Medium is going to be available on Xbox One? Um, uh, I think that it is not. Um, I do have an email for that. Let me pull I that think that up. was like one of the only other examples of something that they were saying, look, this is something you cannot do before. Um, whether right. it be, yeah, Ori and Medium were not the two games, I thought. And going back and, to, yeah, going back to Infinite, it's just, you know, gameplay-wise, it kind of seems accessibility might be going for their thing in terms of, you know, any console, any system being able to run this just fine. The medium will launch on Xbox Series X and PC uh, this holiday. So, so PC can do it somehow. So it's, yeah, that'll be interesting to see what uh, like Digital Foundry and stuff has to say if they tackled that PC version versus console version. What are you saying, Ben? I, I do, something that I do like um, that Microsoft has been consistent with for a while now is they're like, listen, we're going to cut out a lot of the fluff and it's it's just going to be games and you know for the most part that that is true um and they do stick to that and I, I i think it makes the presentation engaging in a way i just think i wish i got more from a lot of these trailers i think like it had to be especially after last time yeah like i'm surprised there wasn't as much that there was not even that much gameplay like i think they should have had more especially mm-hmm. after last time it's like, yeah, we got some cool concepts and stuff like that, but we still didn't really get, here's your next-gen game. This is why you want Series X right here. Yeah. Which would just seem very important to me. I don't know. That would seem... Right, Blood? <laughs> that would seem... To have, you would to have something. So. Again, it's, I incorrectly it, thought that would be Horizon with the PS5, but just to have like some kind of showpiece that you're just leaning so hard right. on the developers. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about like pressuring developers, but just this this sense of, you know, ah, okay, this is the thing that we're going to be spending a lot of time on. Because I feel bad about Halo Infinite because it does feel that they were like, okay, fine. We'll show, just show gameplay. Okay, fine. We won't have any narration or anything. We'll just kind of show it as is. And it's like, well, not like this, though. <laughs> like, but you could have done that still and did more, though. Sure. 
Like right. they could have shown that and just like talked like Blood said earlier, just talking a little bit about it, even just for like a minute or something, just to give people a clear idea of what's going on. But I, yeah. I think something that is funny comparing it with Sony's presentation is like you look at something like Horizon Two or or Spider Man, and it's like, well, they didn't really show that much of either game either. But in those cases, it's like those are kind of continuing setups that I already know I liked and was attached to in those games. Like, Horizon 2 is continuing the story of Horizon, I can't wait to find out what happens. Whereas, like, Halo Infinite, it's like, okay, how... What's going on in the story? <laughs> like, how are you following this up? And it's like, I, I didn't get that sense, nor did I get a sense uh, on, on how dramatic, I guess, these gameplay changes are going to be. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I... I there just wasn't that thing to latch on to um, in the way that I wanted. I mean, I think simply put, there wasn't like a vision given mm-hmm. for this, right? Yeah. You got a slice, but you don't know, you don't have any idea what the big picture is. What direction are we going in here? And we got some threads of that after the fact, but not with the presentation itself. It's been a long time since the initial reveal. Do you think maybe Microsoft assumes we like all have figured that out? Or like we've talked about it enough that we've all just kind of made assumptions on what no, it because is. No, because it's been too vague. <laughs> yeah, yeah, how could how could how could we? Yeah, like the the Halo everything Halo Infinite that we've seen before this was so intentionally vague yeah. and mysterious, and that worked for teases. Yeah. But it seemed like okay, this is it. This is when they're gonna raise the curtain, and I still feel like there's so much curtain to raise in a weird way. And, I, and of course that'll become clearer over time. But this this really felt like an opportunity to to go all out they went all out in the advertising of this event <laughs> there was definitely yeah. lots of master chief uh fantasy star online 2 new genesis was also a trailer that could have benefited from maybe a little bit more information ben for me absolutely because yeah. that sounds like a big yeah. thing that's happening right do we know that it's a bit have we confirmed what's happening <laughs> it's like a realm reborn we were saying right i i don't i don't know if those details are out there they very well might be but i <laughs> It was not clear in the presentation itself. It seems like a sort of maybe smaller scale Rem Reborn thing, but I'm not, and I haven't looked, this is my own fault. I am not yet sure what it is. And yeah, I think that's totally fair. I think that could have been made a lot clearer in the presentation itself, despite it looking like a big upgrade for Fantasy Star Online mm-hmm. 2. Like, that was obvious, right? If you compare what Fantasy Star Online 2 looks like right now to New Genesis, it is a huge jump. Stalker 2, Hello Neighbor 2, and State of Decay 3 were the same kind of thing. Just good to see you. Thanks for mm-hmm. thanks for swinging by. Hello Neighbor 2 looks looks creepy and interesting, but not a lot um, specifically selling you know that game for this specific console. Why did Stalker 2 show up? I mean, I'm glad just to speci- just to announce its involvement with Xbox, or does this yeah, just yeah feel good moment? Is this like a shot yeah, in the arm for when we can expect that, or? Yeah, I think that's that's all it really is. It's it's to remind people that 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 game exists, which I think a lot of us weren't even aware of. Um, and uh, and yeah, that Xbox is is going to have that game, which you know in the in the past it seemed like very much a PC centric game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're going to have that on their console, which I think you know there's a lot of people that have been been waiting for that and. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and there's also a, a lot of potential for new new audiences who haven't ever played those old games and at this yeah. point those games feel like old games 
Blood, you were moved by Tell Me Why, and you thought As Dusk Falls looked kind of weird. <laughs> Where are you at? With, these kind of seem like, you know, similar games in the in the lineup, at least. Yeah. Uh, Where, yeah um, and, they, and they seem is, kind of up your alley. It's headed up by um, someone from Quadic Dream. So these games are very much in the same vein of interactive uh, stories, interactive narratives that are trying to get to some, some deeper issues, some deeper emotions, um, you know you uh, see a lot about the character's backstory and stuff and tell me why for sure. Uh, I think as uh, as Dusk Falls is odd and interesting in a way because of the art direction that they've mm-hmm. taken to where you do have these really um, fleshed out 3D environments, uh, but then the characters are all, you know, they, they, they look like a, not quite comic book, but like they look like, look like illustrations, you know. GTA a, loading screens. It's like if a GTA yeah. loading screen came to life, you know, and I had to play it. Uh, what was interesting is when I was scrubbing back through, they were actually showing a lot of stuff from in the studio and people actually painting those things. And like when we first saw that, I was just thinking, oh, okay, concept art, whatever. I think that should have gone and then after. You see the I game, think. and yeah. it's like, oh no, that's that's what the game looks like. Uh, so yeah. I'll be interested to see if that works because there are a lot of times when I do see games that take this kind of visual novel type approach and then rather than animating, they just start like stretching parts of people's faces and bodies to like make them look like they're breathing and it doesn't, and I'm just hard out. I'm just, no, goodbye. This does not look good. This looks too weird. Um, It just, you know, it just looks like you're taking you know, like a gummy version of that drawing and just stretching it out. So uh, hopefully it doesn't have that problem. I didn't notice anything along those lines um, in the trailer. You know, the the little bits of animation uh, that I did see weren't off-putting to me. But it really, yeah, it'll it'll depend on final execution. But it looks interesting for sure. Uh, Grounded looked fun i'm glad the yeah. i mean we knew that was gonna be four player that's definitely something we want to check out uh mm-hmm. destiny 2 beyond light was fine i could feel the enthusiasm as uh we were going through that and i think that's the first time one of the first times we've seen beyond light i can't tell we don't know if you were here i don't know if we saw yeah i don't know any those ice powers material. legitimately look like a blast yeah. Like, yeah i i want to use those yeah yeah i'm pretty sure that they showed it up before in in the bungee showcase but yeah, seeing seeing it here again was was good. Mm-hmm. It's it's good to, you know, uh, have Destiny continue to be part of that that lineup. I think it's interesting for them to kind of set it up in a way f- for them to be like, hey, and our friends that we've worked with before, <laughs> you know, um, now that that Bungie is in, independent and completely away from Activision, um, yeah, it'll be curious to see whether whether they do more partnership on that front, but. Destiny is kind of everywhere. Uh, they talked about it being on Game Pass, which I think is, again, a strength for both companies. So. Yep. Yeah. I. It's interesting, and I, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, this is, maybe this comparison isn't mattering as much to people, um, but I wonder, right, where you've had Destiny 2, where it's, it's had so long, and it's, it, it's had so much content, and it just keeps getting more content, right? And Halo Infinite is saying that it's going to be a platform, um, and I, I see people saying like, like visually, Destiny Two looks better than Halo Infinite. Like, is is Destiny Two hurting Halo Infinite? Are people just going to be like, I I don't know, man. I I rather would just play Beyond Light than sure 
play yeah. Halo Infinite. I think if if Infinite really does go down this road, it's gonna draw a lot of you know very close comparisons. It's gonna be difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they're the only thing I'm thinking is their multiplayer might be different enough sure. to separate mm-hmm. them quite a bit. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, I'm not saying like Halo will do this. Maybe if they did like a battle royale esque mode or something like that. Something that Destiny doesn't have. Because Destiny, I haven't played it in a long time, but I just remember like versus, you know, mm-hmm. just team fights, like 3v3, stuff like that. Which is fine, but yeah, if Halo has like a little more variety, then it could totally help them stand out. Sure. Or just regularity yeah. of updates. Kind of like what it all comes down yeah. to. And it's just a question of like how. That is actually a good point because Bungie has had a long time to get this figured out and Beyond Light sort of signifies that like, hey, we're got a, we've got a new plan. We understand how to make this series work for the long term now. We're going to really be executing on this. Halo Infinite is going to be trying to catch up. Mm. Uh, yeah. And I'm really curious whether they can do that or whether they're going to make similar missteps. We had updates on a bunch of stuff. Dragon Quest XI S Definitive Edition, which that was, we were bummed about the Switch version because it's like, oh, wait, that's not as powerful of a console as a PlayStation. It's a bummer that all these cool new modes are coming to a less powerful console. But now we're excited yeah. again. Now we're excited again. Now this You're is... Dang right, we're excited again. Now everybody, you know, everybody was like, oh, I should have played it on PS4. Well, I'll play it again on Switch. Now they're like, no! Yeah, <laughs> right, like, right. You can definitely fall in that. But um, it is going to be on Game Pass, which is yeah. good. Um, it's not going to be full price, which is good. Um, and baby, I get to play Dragon Quest XI S on PC. I'm glad yeah. I didn't play XI <laughs> S on Switch. Now yeah, I get to play it on PC. Yeah, Woo. and it is coming to PS4 too. Although it is coming I'm, to PS4 as well. Yep. Yeah, I'm not clear on whether you're basically having to buy it again or. Buy I think an you have to buy it. Again. You have to buy it again, but it's not sixty dollars. Okay. It's probably like forty or. I something. believe it is forty. Yes. Um, I think it's actually up on Steam. I can check really quick. I, yeah, I uh, did get a pre-order link from. I think, ha- I think Halo was on Steam too. Yeah, Dragon Quest XI S, thirty nine ninety nine. Okay. You got a wish list it. No need. <laughs> no need. I'll know. I'll be. Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't need don't a reminder. Yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah. Carolyn Gorgon is coming to the Outer Worlds. Uh, or in the Will the Wisps Series X version showed off some of the only actual like frame by frame analysis of the difference between the consoles i'm gonna wait to play it on that jones all right or is so good 20 frames baby are you gonna make it happen in 2020 you're gonna wait yeah of course this is bradley ellis we're talking about that clock could be ticking yeah we'll see how long it takes you yeah who do you think i am who do you think he is (laughs) um which is interesting because uh i still ran into some minor performance issues here and there did you ben when you played it because we both played it no, pretty recently. No, not really. Um, no, nothing, nothing, I think, worth commenting on that I yeah. know. <laughs> not that springs to mind, anyway. Yeah, like one of the things that, like, once in a while, like, if I would push the map button, it would just, like, black screen for three or four oh, seconds before the map would pop up. Okay, I do like think that. that happened to me, now that you mentioned that, I do think that happened to me once or twice. Yeah. But not, easy to forget. Over yeah. a Phenomenal game. Like that. But yeah. Brad, <laughs> they didn't spoil too much, but it was funny that like they basically showed all the bosses in that trick. Well, Bloodworth, <laughs> the good thing is I don't remember any of it. So yeah. Yeah. Just keep watching these events, Brad. It'll just... And by the time it comes out, I won't even... But if you're listening to this, and I think Blood can agree with me, if you have an opportunity to give Ori and the Will of the Wisps a chance, please do. It it's really is fantastic. Both of them, dude. Yeah, it really is fantastic. 
I'm bummed I didn't call Tetris Effect connected earlier because I know that song. That's the song. It's a Tetris mm-hmm. Effect song. Yep, yep. It's uh, a great song. Uh, but that's the thing. Don't really know. There might be more information from that trailer. Don't really know specifically how that the multiplayer is going to work in that. But um, oh, multiplayer have, Tetris is definitely a thing. I might have something. Let me see. Tetris if it tells is doing me lots anything. of multiplayer things. Crossfire X is getting a campaign as well. Yeah. Those are all it's the crazy updates. Him. And uh, I felt sad for Senua Saga. Because they didn't Man. show anything? Because right. we just that know just, it's an I- They're just like, it's in Iceland. That just That's see- it. Yeah, we're, it, pleased, oh, we're pleased to announce the place you won't be going but will be going is Iceland. Mm. Uh, it just seemed like a strange setup from everything that we've seen so far. Yeah, we saw more of the game or more on. of like an idea of what it was the first time they revealed it. It made more of a yeah. splash, yeah. I guess... Yeah, I mean, you never know when these people are going to be ready and, and show up for, uh, for appointments sure. to show off their game, so it's just not that time, but... Uh, apologies to that team. I thought it was. All roads led um, to getting a good chunk of that today. So basically, the, yeah, Tetris Effect connected. Their song. It's basically about a robust multiplayer expansion, but I don't know if they actually explain it here. Okay, oh zone battle, co-op connected mode. So there's cool. a few different things. Co-op and then it's cool. going to come to uh, the previous platforms in summer of 2021. Cool. Uh, Exo Mecha looks fun. Exo Generation. Echo Generation. Exo Mecha. Echo Generation. We're in the pre-show. Yeah, mm-hmm. game looks goofy. Yeah, it I'm does. It looks it. fun. Mechs, baby. And we got lots of stuff from ID at Xbox, but there's only one thing that matters. Shredders, baby. What? Shredders, <laughs> but what about bro. Tunic? No, bro. What? Shredders, blood. Did you put? Did you put my name down? Did you write? Did you make a little personal note to yourself? <laughs> Shredders. And then put little. Why Jones do I not know Shredders? what Shredders is? It's the snowboarding game. Shredders, oh, bro! Okay, alright, the, the Jones bait. Yeah! Jones- yeah. 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 yeah, Jones bait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha, Shredders. Gotcha. Shredders, never heard about Shredders. Maybe Shredders is a thing. Never heard about Shredders before. Um, last stop, Artful Escape. Your your beloved Tunic. Uh, uh, Huber was really excited your about... Your beloved Tunic. Uh, your beloved. Uh, Huber was really excited about Lake. What's uh, uh, What are you jazzed for about Tunic? What do you mean? It just looks like a Zelda game. Yeah, that's very that's much. That's all I need. Is that all yeah. it needs yeah. to do? <laughs> For me, yeah. Be made looks, by one guy too. It looks really good visually, and mm-hmm. I love Zelda style games. So hell yeah, dude. Who do you think I am? Yeah. <laughs> uh, some more of Sable, which makes me happy, and that was described more. I think I don't know how much information that we got about that game, but um, just uh, yeah, seeing more NPCs and just having it described more is just kind of like a very open-ended, just run around and explore game. Just it like, makes Don happy, and that's pretty cool. Yeah, that is cool. Uh, X01 saw again, and I'm super stoked on that. There's another video on, on uh, Xbox's channel that you can go and get more of a, a deep dive. There was only like six minutes. I was like, I don't know. That presentation I thought could have gone six minutes longer. I would have gotten information about these. The Falconeer. Uh, Song of Iron, which is you know more Huber bait. Lots of uh, deep, deep snow shields and axe throwing and stuff. What was that other game that was just shown like that? Very recently, I can't... Yeah, the something alone or oh man it's too many oh, titles yeah i know what you're talking about though i, I want to yeah. want to play those games back to back 12 minutes you played blood right yeah uh played that either last e3 or the e3 before hard to show again because of spoilers i would imagine right there's only so many trailers you can m- release for something like 12 minutes if i remember right yeah i mean the the one of the weird things with that game is like yeah you're you're literally repeating the same scenario that's what 12 minutes is about like it, it's that's the span of the game but you have you basically keep repeating it and trying options and like 
opening up new things that you didn't know based on knowledge of your previous run. So kind of, in a strange way, it's kind of like Outer Wilds mm. in that, you know, you you just keep opening up this same, this new, new pass in the same loop. Uh, the Ascent we saw during PlayStation, right? Didn't Sony show that off initially? This is like our top-down shooter. Um, Maybe. I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, that ID thing, ID at Xbox thing went by kind of fast. It, and it was like, yeah, they it's, didn't it's hard do to, like a focus on one thing or another. The they would just really probably, PC game, should have probably PC gaming show then. Uh, I just somehow remember seeing that. Um, uh, the big con is something that they showed in a montage, uh, which you can see more in the, the gameplay video that they had up on the site, along with Unexplored 2, The Wayfarer's Legacy, which has kind of like the same art style as Sable, um, mm-hmm. uh, top-down adventure game. And we should not absolutely sleep on Mad Streets at all, which was shown just for a second. But this is a very, it's like a brawler, but kind of more of like like a very physics-focused Jumping around, big buff cool. dudes like Streets nice. of Rage style. Very uh, cool. That could potentially make a good group stream. Um, y- do we think we're going to see more from? Well, wh- wh- what's what's the game plan, Blood, from now with Microsoft between now and the launch of the Xbox? Like, what other events? I mean, obviously, there's another event next month. Yeah. What is what is that going to event going to be? What should it be? That sh- they have to announce probably price. I'm sure they're going to do yeah, that. Yeah, I think I think date. we're getting to that point when we're getting the price and date details. Yeah. I think a lot of the strategy talk is going to be in there, mm-hmm. um, and then probably Halo multiplayer and maybe beta announcements. Mm-hmm. So maybe locking down that line, launch lineup and stuff. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, we the definitely details. need to get some kind of like list of here is everything mm-hmm. that we're gonna release from first party uh, before the end of the year. Yeah, I think the discourse right now around Halo is is getting a, a bit silly. Hopefully, we can move away from that and start looking at like gameplay details. But I think a lot of people mm-hmm. are getting very jokey and jovial about uh, Halo Infinite right now. Ben, is there a way to turn that around? <laughs> I mean, obviously, like, you know, brilliant gameplay always tends to do that. But uh, is there? Do you have any recommendations for potentially how to handle the humor right now? <laughs> the humor is pretty strong right now. It's pretty um, strong. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty strong. Uh, yeah, I mean, of, of of course, I do think there's a way to change. I guess the what the conversation is and that is just giving more details giving us more to dig into I, I think a huge reason why people are joking so much is there's really not that much to go on um, yeah once we learn more I think about what it means that Halo Infinite is a platform how um, you know this open world and this this design and this vision uh, is going to pan out I, I think there's going to be a lot more to talk about and so of course I think it's going to to die down um it's just a matter of when exactly jones i i think it'd be really cool actually if they did like a state of play s thing for this game yeah just like definitely. 15 minutes just talking about halo what the hell yep. it is i think, I think that could that really would, help that would help a lot yeah like i think that helped goes to tsushima like just people understanding what this game kind of is yeah yeah i think halo infinite really needs that at, at yeah, this moment someone yeah. talking about features man here's like some campaign this is what we're gonna be doing this is what it's like here's some multiplayer here's what to expect and even just like a here's like what we're thinking down the line since this is gonna be a game they're adding on constantly i guess throughout right. 10 years or something like that just right. an idea of what's coming yeah well they said there's like a ray tracing update coming yeah on but later. like yeah 
a more like a content side, I guess. I imagine their multiplayer conversation is going to have some VO behind it. Somebody's going to somebody's going to take us on a tour of that stuff. We're not just going to get, mm-hmm. you oh know, yeah, just kind of a raw. Well, I hope so. I hope it's just not them just being like, "Oh, it's Halo. We can just show whatever we kind of want." It's like this is your time to really show off your game and mm-hmm. make people excited for it, which they they kind of did today and kind of did it. And I think they can't do that again. They need to get people hyped, man. Like the visuals, it is what it is, but you need to highlight the better aspects of the game. I, I don't know how feasible this is, but the, the the best way, even more than I think a state of play esque presentation, is getting people's hands on it. And oh, for sure, if yeah. they could do beta. some sort of beta, you know, relatively soon, or or a demo or something, to just really be like, we're gonna let the game speak for itself. Uh, obviously, that would be huge. Mm-hmm. Or catastrophic, potentially. To but. hear about secrets <laughs> that they discovered, something, you know, some something they fought, or so, something right. somebody can post and be like, look at what I did and other people Whoa, haven't found I found that. Cortana in the data files. That's too much. <laughs> That's too much too yeah. soon. And now, a word from our sponsor. Whether you're working from home or working on your fitness, you want what you're listening to to be what you're listening to, not what your family is listening to. Everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds, but before you go dropping hundreds of dollars on a pair, you need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. You already know Raycon earbuds start about half of the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market, and that they sound just as amazing as the other top audio brands you know. Their newest model, the Everyday E25 earbuds, are their best ones yet, with six hours of playtime, seamless Bluetooth pairing, more bass, and a couple more compact designs that give you a nice noise isolating fit. Raycon's wireless earbuds are so comfortable, perfect for conference calls or binging podcasts. I've been listening to music. I do that on my Sophie walk. I do that immediately following the podcast every single shoot. Uh, It's just a nice thing to do. Nice thing to do to stay sane and stay physical in this time where it's very, very easy not to do that. Um, But uh, I I also want to give a shout out. We talk about music that I like to listen to. talk about the ease of use of these things. I just love having not to think about the charge. I love it having a place. I love that mm-hmm. there's just like, it just goes in this case. The case is always charged. I don't have to think about it. I can go to it every single time. Because the ob- other feeling is the worst thing ever. When you're like, and now for the thing that I have, where did it go? If it's not the last place I put it, I will never, ever find it again. Unlike some of your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet with no dangling wires or stems to distract anyone during video calls. That's why I use them. If they had that, I would not use them. You've heard me talk about how the company was co-founded by Ray J and celebrities. Like Snoop Dogg, Blood's friend, are obsessed with Raycons. Pick up a pair and see what the hype is all about. Now is the time to get the latest and greatest from Raycon. Get 15% off of your order at buyraycon.com allies. That's buyraycon.com allies for 15% off Raycon wireless earbuds. Buyraycon.com allies. As we settle into this new formal version of summer, Bespoke Post is here with customized box of awesome collections for you guys, guaranteed to upgrade your life. Bespoke Post only sends guys the best stuff every month. No matter what you're into, Box of Awesome has you covered. From style and grooming goods to barware, cooking tools, and outdoor gear, Box of Awesome has carefully built collections for every part of your life. And now I know you're thinking you're getting like boxes from people and this is gonna be like t-shirts with like the X-Men on it or like stockings or something that you can like give a friend. These are like, imagine like the highest quality tier in Animal Crossing, like the antique tier. You know what I'm talking about, Ben? Where you go in, you're like, whoa, yes. that's a really nice table. Not really fitting into my style. Not uh, sure if I want to spend that much. Yeah, um, yeah. these these suckers aren't cheap, but they are, again, these are like Indiana Jones level, like Uncharted style 
you can get. Uh, and one of the things that I love is that I can get cool stuff, like I can get, um, you know, they have cologne things, they have various things for the bathroom or for going camping or going biking and sports and stuff, but they also have like spice collections and uh, whiskey and, and stuff that uh, Amanda was interested in as well. We first brought up the list and she pointed at one and I pointed at the other. I was like, off to a good start. To get started, take the quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick the right box of awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. It's free to sign up, and you can skip a month or cancel anytime. Each box box costs only 45 bucks, but is over $70 worth of gear inside. Get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code ALLIES at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, code ALLIES, for 20% off of your first box. And if you are a patron of Easy Allies, thank you. We had other events. We had Day of the Devs. We had a Nintendo Partner Direct. We had Play Anime Live, which Brad has been dying to tell us about. No. Brad, I don't know if we'll have time. Nah, it's okay. That's the second time I've had to silence you after we came back from our sponsor break. Day of the Devs was their second showing this summer. Uh, they were in June as well. And yeah. before we jump into this, I, there's been a lot of... There's a, there's a lot of big players that have showed up, you know, uh, uh, Day of the Devs would kind of even be similar to something, you know, the, the offerings uh, as a Devolver Direct. But Devolver's, you know, been at this for a long time. We know what to, to expect from Devolver. We kind of know what to expect from Sony and Xbox. And we had Ubisoft showing up at their games. Then we got everybody else. Ben, you are starting out with your independent game. And you find mm -hmm. out that you can't, you called Sony, you called Microsoft, you called Devolver. You, they, they, everyone, you know, no one returned your phone calls. So yeah. you're looking at that wouldn't happen though. The Gorilla Collective. You're looking at Day of the Devs. You're mm -hmm. looking at Devolver. Like where do you where do you go? Like of all of these entities that you've seen before. Wait, you said Devolver declined me, or is it is is it an option? It's it's. I mean, hey, we can I we can call them again. I got their number again. Okay. I can try a different person <laughs> company. Does Devolver mean that much to you? Do you think there's more? You know, well, being in a show like that has more of an impact than being involved in something like Day of the Devs, or should you just have a good game? I don't know. I really like the way Devolver is kind of rallying around their games. Um, like, thinking thinking about how kind of, you know, quote-unquote E3 has gone this year, uh, what Devolver showed has stuck with me more than Guerrilla Collective, more than a lot of these other presentations, because they found a way to present it that was different from everybody else, you know? Uh, that... That journey that they took us on with their presentation was wild and but but it was distinct right and then to release a game that was a marketing thing for other games mm. like i remember everything that was in there because i played it um and that's the kind of attention that i would want for my game and I, they're they're really doing something different and i think they're they're sticking in people's minds they're sticking in my mind uh, a lot more than the others for sure for that yeah, reason. I mean, Devolver is still at the same time going to be somewhat limited because like, they are publishing these games. You right, know, yeah. these, these are games that they have signed on to their label um, you know, with various levels of involvement from them. Uh, but I think to me, when you look at like all of the other things that we've had, you know, like you say, the Guerrilla Collective and the New Game Plus Expo and some of these... Mm -hmm. Future I game shows. I, I, yeah, I do think that personally as something to watch and as something to remember these games i do feel like the day of the devs are stronger than the rest of those mm. the first one was the strongest of the two 
but I still really appreciated uh, and some of the things that are hard for us covering in terms of reactions because I really appreciate these musical performances but it's like okay when, what do we what do we do in this moment I just want to sit here <laughs> and bask and pay on I went back and watched that later on my own because I, we were just like okay are we gonna just be quiet for six minutes or eight minutes or however long he's gonna play and just do this ambience and stuff you know it's like I, you know i like being challenged as an artist blood you know what i mean <laughs> i like to what uh, you know if i'm gonna watch you know do reactions to a video that you've made i want to be thrown i want to be speechless i want my jaw to hit the floor uh but i also really appreciate uh the tim Schafer's little bits and like how mm-hmm. like how genuine they kind of open up. They all seem genuine. The, the, the crude yeah. I made bit. There definitely is like an energy there. That you just, I don't know, as much as I love Nolan North, doesn't really come across in the future game show. You know, just that kind of connection where he's like, this game looks fun that's coming up. And it's like, you just got that note five seconds ago. Where you could, when these people say like, this team's really passionate, you're like, okay, they've had coffee with that team, at least virtual coffee, yeah. you know, during the pandemic. But there definitely seems to be a relationship there that uh, makes it all the worse when you see what game they're talking about. And it's something like, Mask Maker, which has wonderful people working behind it, but then they show the game. It's like, what was that oh, right. <laughs> VR game? Right. Like, what's going on? And uh, Unto the End, Brad, that's the game you were looking for, where you, there's a lot more uh, throwing of stuff in the, oh, with the shields okay. in, the, in the snow. I think there's yeah, a lot yeah, more, yeah. like, you lose a weapon, you pick up a weapon, whereas in the other one, there's definitely, like, it looked like the axe was kind of his, um, his go-to. I'll try them both. Constantly, yeah. Uh, and Don't Sleep on Grief Helm, from Johnny Dale Lonak, who put his name in the title, M. Night Shyamalan style. So he definitely <laughs> wants you to know who he is. Like Nidhogg, but uh, with more gore. Mm-hmm. Um, Mundown, which has been in development for six years, which is like first person, oh, yeah, black and white, one oh, dude the making the whole one? thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, I thought that looked really cool. Um, started off not well this day of the devs. Started off breaking my heart to say so, but I gotta be honest here. As a, I, I really want to convey honesty here at Easy Allies. Obviously, you know, we put out a lot of reviews and stuff like that. Our, you know, editorial integrity is important to us. My integrity is important as a moderator. I've said many, many positive things about the Muppets. I didn't like any of these Muppets oh. bits, man. Yeah. yeah. That was Keeley's edition. I don't know who was in charge of the writing for that. Yeah, but- Jones, that felt like someone who didn't really know video games writing it and, like, doing a quick search on Google video game memes and they pulled up a meme list from like 2005 or something like that because they're doing portal memes jones <laughs> like the cake memes still well if the cake was we're talking about cake now though the cake's coming back it's just in a different way and piggy just missed she missed what? the spin is it the, the real cake where people are cutting open objects with real stuff no, like cake? So it's like, cares about that she saw cake <laughs> saw people talking about cake and Piggy, thank cake, you, thank you, cake. Brad. It's just yeah. Yeah, thank who you, gives a shit? Muppets don't always work. They didn't work. I feel bad, but we don't have to talk about them for a long time. We also don't want to talk about Rogue Company for a long time because that. Hey, Huber likes that game. Okay. Yeah. I thought they could have he sold it a little it's bit better. Swimming, a swimming, swimming in sevens game. He had a good time. There's only some games that can hack into a press conference. You know what I mean? Just because you sure. should, just because you can, doesn't mean you should. Right. Sure. Not everybody can necessarily do that. Uh overcooked all you can eat sure overcooked's coming to next gen hey yeah you, you missed overcooked before now's a good time to jump in boom Tsukuyomi is coming to smite next month i hope i pronounced Tsukuyomi cor- uh, correctly ghost runner looks great every time we see it yep. um yep. tuncha from leap game studios uh is a hand-drawn beat-em-up um where you're a little girl running around 
Oh right, like the Portugal one or the Portugal developers, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, that's no, one with, it's uh, not Portugal. Definitely not Portugal. It's, well, it's what it? South American, but uh, yeah, because Portugal's Europe. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to remember whether it's Peru. Oh, I think it's Peru right. actually. Yeah, I think it's Peru. It had a like cat kid in it or whatever from a hat in time. Mm-hmm. They showed off a lot of her. For that the- was the weirdest part because they were really stressing the you know the kind of like pulling into the folklore uh you know of that region and then you just see the yeah the cameo characters through I was like oh footage. like cool yeah. but that was a long and time shovel knight um an airport for aliens currently run by dogs what is the what is the easy allies coverage plan for an airport uh, for aliens currently run by dogs what does it look like at this point it's that sounds like a group know. stream to me i just kind of want to yeah pencil that, that feels in. like a group stream two hours of sure. that you think two hours yeah, that's that's gonna be some hilarity. Hey, uh, we could we can make it work. I am the eight, cat was the eight Beyonces. I am dead looks better than it originally did from the first trailer. Yeah, it does. Uh, I, uh, I'm actually really interested in that. That they really did a good job of of expanding that. Like as the, the they showed more of it, I got more interested, and that doesn't happen a lot in indie shows. <laughs> But uh, very specifically, a, uh, a zooming element that you can do, like picking up uh, props in the world and rooms and stuff like that and, and digging in. Uh, Figment Creed Valley didn't impress blood very much. Uh, that was restoring peace to the mind. You had your, like, two sides of your side. Oh, you right, yeah. Parts of it. Yeah, it was it was weird. It was super weird. Just to... It's like a musical, too, he said. Yes. He said, it, it, and they should. It's just very, yeah. Like, maybe in practice, like... The narrative comes off better, but the way it was, it was like it just felt like very direct, on the nose, pushing very specific topics, and like this is the the good way to think about it, and this is the bad way to think about it, and like I don't know that either one of those things actually has to do with being open-minded or closed-minded. It's just yeah, it was kind of it just didn't really hit very well for me, and maybe that's just the way it was presented in that moment. But the Monument Valley developers are blowing up. Uh, doing Alba Wildlife Adventure, which is very different from what they had yeah, done previously. That was a tease, man. Yeah. That was a real tease because I was excited to see what that was going to be, particularly seeing that was like a bigger game from from that team. I really, you know, those games go by quick, uh, the Monument Valley games, mm-hmm. but they were really interesting. They were both uh-huh. plane flights for me. Yeah. I like remembered, I remembered, <laughs> that I had, I, like, I was on a plane. I was like, wait, there was some game that had a sequel that I played. And then, yeah, before it landed, I had finished it and loved it. Um, but very interesting to see, uh, kind of like Steam World with uh, oh, which we, we totally skipped with um, Gunk the Gunk Gunk, just same kind of thing. Like wow, you know, you know, because it's it's tough to know if people like that make something like Monument Valley are happy just making something like Monument Valley that they're like no no I'm focusing on this because nobody's making games like this, and so when they go up to be like no third person platforming cool weapons we're like oh great have at it, mm-hmm. you know best of luck, um, Void Train was a game that I was, you know, a little disappointed in the building a train in like asteroid fields. Yeah, you're interesting like concept. Out, grabbing stuff. The gunplay looked a little weird. Um, Mechanus was an, a very cute game that didn't do anything else. You were just a gear with big eyes. Oh like, right, Look yeah. at this character design. Look at these screenshots. We're like, what do you do? <laughs> anyway, here's Mask Maker, and we're like, looks cool. What do you do? Um, <laughs> Mask Maker Dreamscaper. An action RPG roguelike uh, with a Persona Dream mechanic, where you go to you hang out with people in the oh, day, get right. skills, yeah, go to yeah. bed, use them. Blasphemous getting DLC updates. Yes, yeah. Stir of nice. Dawn yeah. update. 
That was their closer. That was their closer, yeah. Yeah, I think that maybe that that was probably the weirder part of this is Blasphemous DLC is not a strong closer. So I feel like they could have maybe chosen something else to put in there. Yeah. Like, what they said was really cool. Like, all the updates and stuff, and it's free, which is awesome. But as a closer, it is kind of strange. How about Alba? Yeah. I think Alba could have closed. Alba was too much of a tease. I think I Am Dead might have actually been mm, oh, a okay. good closer. Because they really did get into that game a lot more. Um, and, yeah. Considering everything else that they had, that might have been one of the stronger ones to go with. Usually bring up closers when we talk about, you know, Xbox or like State of Plays or something. Day of the Dev talking closers. I like it. Because he's got Bugsnax performance in there too. Yeah, it was nice. Don't forget that. Uh, we did get that in there. Did you want to talk about the Bugsnax performance? Was there anything? That, hey, that song is a bop. Did anything? That song is that. a bop. It's, it's a good bop. song, yeah. So we had the Untitled Goose Game special edition that they talked about, which might not interest a lot of people, but I'll give it to I'm a bit because they've been on a fun show. But. Uh, do you think we'll be getting some kind of album? So where where are we going? What are what are the advertising? What's what's the potential now with this Bug Snack song? Oh, they've already they've already they're already selling it. They, yeah. they pushed I it need, right there in the trailer. I, I the need more. We need to make inch. more money. What do we do? Do we have? Do we do we tour? <laughs> I mean, they've monetized everyone that had their reactions. <laughs> right. So <laughs> Jones, you make like a cookie or a candy called Bug Snacks. Okay. I remember growing up as a kid. I don't know if it's like still a popular thing now, but they would like you go into a candy store and they would actually have like an, a real bug inside candy, and like that was kind of the gimmick where it's like, oh, look at how gross it is. Yeah. You, you guys oh, sure. ever see this? Yeah. Oh yeah. It, freaked, it. it freaked me the hell out. <laughs> yeah. Freaked me no, out, man. No thank you. No thank you. Yeah. Exactly. No thank you. Why the hell would I get that? Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> um, yeah. But I, I do think that, so, like something like a Hello Neighbor or something like Bug Snacks, does have the potential to blow up into other media, and I wouldn't be surprised if there are people, you know, talking to young horses and and trying to make deals to do like a Netflix cartoon or something. Yo, shout mm. out to Caro uh, Caro Benito, uh, the band behind that song. They are great and delightful, yes. and yes. you should listen to them. I'm really curious how the writing of that song went. Like, how much did the developer snacks. put down, and then how much did uh, they, you know, write as, as that song? Because it's, like, very specific about the world and the gameplay mechanics and all of that. Yeah. Well, it's like Mar Mario Galaxy with the song, like, you know, Jump Up Superstar. Like, do they, they not only say, like, well, we got to have a song. They're like, no, 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 we have to have the song. You know, like how right. many songs Odyssey Jones back, before know, like, someone corrects you. Yeah. yeah. Odyssey. Oh, sorry, what did I say? I'm yeah, getting, I'm, galaxy. Get, oh, sorry. I'm getting ahead of them. Um, uh, yeah, it just it's the kind of thing where they're like, oh, we had a song and they're going to make a song for us or whatever. And then they first hear it, they're like, damn it, this is better than the game. Damn it. About this damn song now. Um, DreamWorks, motion picture. We got a Nintendo Partner Direct. Which they'd never mm. done before, but we're going to get more. There are apparently going to be more of these. Yeah. So specific. So this Direct Mini. Direct, right, a Nintendo Partner Direct Mini. So Mini meaning, this. how much of a regular Direct is this? Is this like a third? Because this is clearly like maybe around the time, if there was to be an E3, that they wanted to say this stuff. But then E3 didn't happen, and so this is the stuff that kind of gets delayed. Maybe some of the bigger announcements they don't have to worry about until later now. But these seemed like the things that somehow this summer 
Somewhere this summer, Nintendo had to let they us had know the biggest about these three DLC of packs all. of Cadence of Hyrule. I knew, yes, but they that's, had the biggest. Knocked the long-told prophecy yeah. came true. Am I taking too much time to get to the good part, Ben? Yes. There's two good parts. <laughs> you got to be also excited about Shin Megami Tensei three coming to Switch. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I, I think that is that is huge. Um, Shin Megami Tensei three Nocturne has a really incredible tone, and I have not. I've never played through all of Nocturne, and so this is like, oh, cool, I know this game is awesome, I know people love it, I know I love what I've played of it, and so it's a perfect announcement where it's like, oh, yes, it's coming to Switch, but this just also makes me want every SMT game on Switch. There's so many things that are on 3DS that are great games that I would love for them to come to Switch, and so I'm very, very excited about that. Yeah, great, great choice, Um, and great, like, companion announcement to... Yeah, that's uh, how you do it, dude. Yeah, that's how you do it. I do. It's yeah. it's coming out in October for Japan, and it would be really nice that we had the same time frame over here. Um, but you know that's okay. But Atlas, especially since, and this is a big deal. SMT five is a worldwide launch. Yeah, that is a huge. huge Hopefully, deal. that's something going forward for everything, especially like Persona games, dude. God. Yeah. So what? Are, yeah, what are the stragglers? You know, like because I, I that is not something that I knew about SMT five. You know, the discrepancy there between you know U.S. and Japanese releases. I know that is a mm-hmm. thing that still happens in the JRPG world. Like, what are some of those names that you're like, God, I wish at some point we could unify these release dates, but it just does not happen that way. Oh, I mean, a lot of stuff that that Atlas does, but still. a lot of stuff that any like a lot of JRPGs are still that way where it's Yakuza like, games. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and. They they do they have I think there has been uh, a, a considerable effort in recent times to make those windows smaller, but yep. it definitely still happens. Like hey, and again, we're in a unique situation where the pandemic is probably throwing a wrench in a lot of this stuff. Uh, but like Persona Five Scramble is a great example where that has been out in Japan for a long time now, and we have no idea when it's coming out over here, uh, which is surprising considering the success of Persona 5 and Persona in general. Persona 4 did mm-hmm. gangbusters yeah, on Steam. Yeah. Blew up huge so. over here. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like a lot of this, uh, somebody made a comment, I think, uh, online that, you know, it almost smells like these are things that would have been in a bigger direct and that oh, there yeah. was contractual obligations to like, we we have to promote these things, mm-hmm. yeah. so let's try to figure out how to put something together. Um, particularly with I think uh, Rogue Company having you know going into beta like that day. Yeah, they had so, to get it out for sure. Um, it it's and, really frustrating. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Um, it's really frustrating though because <clears throat> there are a lot of people that are like, well, you know, I don't I don't know what SMT is, so this isn't exciting to me. I I don't care. Um, there, there was definitely a lot of negativity, considerable negativity surrounding the direct, and it's like, I really think people are going to be surprised when that game comes out. I think it is going to reveal review very well, um, and it's. I think if you you've only played Persona, uh, you don't know what SMT is. It's so much darker. It's so different it's so much more brutal yeah (laughs) and like like smt4 comparing it to its direct predecessor smt4 is just such a brilliantly 
bleak world that that is in 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 a medium where the post-apocalypse happens time and time and time again there's nothing like the flavor of smt and i think seeing it you know not on a handheld but on the switch and i love the style that they showed in that trailer like i really think this is going to be a force to be reckoned with when it comes to rpgs uh worth noting that two games that are coming out here very soon were in the Japanese direct and for some reason absent. Ah, uh, Sakuna. Direct. Yeah. Getting Sakuna robbed. and Kelly yeah. Ariza too. Yeah. Uh, Sakuna's uh, finally coming out. Someday I will get into someday. the uh, Atelier series. I've been meaning to for. But the weird thing about a, the Atelier game is I got that email after the direct and it was like, just revealed in a Nintendo Direct and like it it wasn't Ooh. here. Yeah. <laughs> like, Scoops. Yeah. What whoops. <laughs> um But yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean I think part of the negativity comes just sort of naturally where people think that any sort of uh slate of announcements should have something that they want to see. Something yeah. that interests them. And I think that splitting things up is really kind of hurting some of these Nintendo lineups a bit because there have been so many yeah. small little things. There's a here's a small little Paper Mario thing. Here's a small little Pokemon. Here's this. It's, it's and then they're saying like, hey, we're gonna have more of these. And like, I would really, especially after this summer, like I would really prefer them to hold things, to bundle things, to make it really feel like, hey, this is gonna be really worth it and there's even if i'm not into everything there's going to be something that speaks to me uh rather than hey don't don't expect anything out of this but here's bakugan <laughs> right <laughs> yeah i i think that's fair um I, I feel so conflicted because on one hand i do think they manage the expectations for what this was very explicitly where it's like there's not gonna be any first party stuff this is what it is it's very small but at the same time, it's hard to know, like, okay, well, is the small stuff that you're showing going to appeal to me? And I'm in the case where it's like, <laughs> dude, we heard something about SMT5. Like, yes, okay, great. But you, you kind of missed it, right? Right. Like, right. you thought that, hey, this probably isn't going to be a big deal. I'm not going to wake up. I'm not going to see it. And then you weren't there the moment it happened you saw right. obviously when you got up right but. and that's and that's kind of what i'm trying to speak to is you, you don't know what it's going to be mm -hmm. or or what you know, it, it may be a franchise that you care about it may not be and so yeah like i wish i would have gotten up for this because i would have been hyped through the roof but it, it's hard to know what it was especially following up as you said bakugan which was just like oh man really it's hard to know you know it was a twist about SMT5 for me, Ben? Hmm. I liked it. You did? It did. What does that mean, though? Like... I like the mood. What, what is the depth of the that likeness? I just... The mood. Yeah. And that's it, Brandon. I like the mood. I, the mood. The mood is delicious. Yeah. It never yeah, let it's up. Yeah, like a big appeal it those remember <laughs> remember when you played through Dragon Quest XI and you were like, this is amazing, yeah. and you just like plowed through it like a champion? Yeah. SMT5, baby. Brandon Jones. <laughs> Here we come. I might choo be ready for choo. it. Hop aboard. Hop aboard. Get the steam in the engine. Uh, this is the part of the podcast where we talk about Play Anime Live. Brad, you ready? 
If the plan may life blow out. Let's go. Man. Yeah, let's go. Why I was there. Though? <laughs> Why? Uh... No, I'm not going to timestamp this. It was funny. That felt like Home Shopping Network. I, you know what I love? Yeah. I love going back and watching our reactions to something that I'm like, is it going to be in the pod? I didn't watch it, but instead of going to watch it, I should just watch like our reactions. And I never, you know, like I'm either on reactions or I totally miss them and hear about them after the fact. Maybe watch highlights. But I don't know if it would have been fun watching Play Anime Live. It was very fun watching you watch Play Anime Live. No, it wasn't that fun watching. They were it. giving Come away on. VIP boxes. We got to get our VIP. We boxes were trying together. to get you one, dude. I know. <laughs> <laughs> got to get our VIP boxes together for Easy Allies. Also, this week, that Play Anime Life thing happened. Metacritic now has a 36-hour user review waiting period. If yeah. you want to drop a user yeah. review, you got to wait. This apparently silently happened a few weeks ago, but uh, it was noticed after uh, Ghost of Tsushima uh, went up that people couldn't review bomb it people got to be mad about it. i'm not tracking the anger but i'm just imagining oh i'm people sure people are mad, are mad about, it, about it, right? it yeah yeah i'm sure i, I think it's a smart move though. i think it's a I'm, smart I'm really move as well. i'm really Very for smart. it yeah um eyes currently there's people reporting all over the place but eyes are currently on ubisoft's remaining management in the wake of the misconduct claims uh, a lot of people were let go but that story is still going on uh yep. jeff Keeley touched the ps5 dual sense and apparently a wow. new gaming chair I, for, I forgot I didn't bring up the official one, but they just there's some ergonomic Herman, like Herman yeah. yeah, some new gaming chair. Of Logitech. And of course, like, like most of the things in the industry, I looked it up. Like, it was like fifteen hundred dollars or something. My butt's <laughs> on it. Uh, Gamer Girl from Wales Interactive was announced and then oh, erased God. in like the oh, same yeah. day from existence. Oof. Let's Whoa. forget this game ever happened. Oh boy. Um, yeah, it's the kind of thing where I, you know some people say like, oh, also this week you rush through, you don't really give context. You got to go see if you can find that one. Look that up. Uh, a game that's not a that wasn't a good yeah, idea. Yeah, we kind of breezed over that. Uh, Jeff had uh, Jeff's demo for Astro's Playroom. He did have his own demo. That's yeah. right. It said Jeff's demo on the title screen. <laughs> uh, EA is currently forced to replace the Redskins in Madden uh, because that is changing. It must also change in Madden. Uh, sw- Sounds like they're just doing a generic Washington. Yeah, team I think it's just. I think they're gonna no they're gonna patch yeah. it in. It's like a non team, and then they add it yeah. later whenever they rename that stuff. But uh, that does not happen every year in Madden. Uh, Swery corrected some incorrect material regarding a transgender character. Kind of. He changed one scene. Uh, yeah. But it, that, it, that continues to be a, 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 a point of debate. Yeah. It, I, I hope, uh, I really hope that Swery tries to listen to the feedback that he's getting mm-hmm. and continues to improve uh, with it. Because it, it sounds like, based on the reporting, that the implementation was very sloppy. Uh, for Deadly Premonition mm-hmm. 2. Um, and nothing else was sloppy about that game, which is why it was such a surprise. Uh, McCree used to have a new sticker, but does not anymore. Yeah, uh, new spray. They took it spray. Out. It's a horseshoe now. Yes. Mm-hmm. GameStop requires customers to wear masks, but employees mm. cannot enforce it. Uh, that is not a challenge. Crowdless MLB games are using the sound effects from MLB The Show. So if you're watching That's super funny, MLB yeah. and somebody hits a home run, you're hearing a video game. Uh, Rocket League is now free to play and available on Epic. Uh, it is not wow. available on Steam for new Steam users. Uh, Valorant carries an encrypted message intended to recruit possible hackers if you try to hack into Valorant. Oh, right. Uh, mm-hmm. Chris Kohler is now the editorial director at Digital Eclipse. Yes, yes. Oh, Chris. Uh, uh, for people that don't know, I've, I've been friends and known Chris since like the early Planet GameCube days. Spider. So I've, I've it's like he's just seeing like. You know, he's done way better than I have, for sure. But, like, you know, he's Ooh. 
ex extremely fluent in, in Japanese. He's talked to a lot of the big hitters directly. Uh, he's done a lot of great uh, historical work uh, at Wired, uh, later at Kotaku, and he's uh, written some books as well. So if he made a move to Easy Allies, you would consider that a step down. You would you would not advise him if he had gotten you on the phone. He was like, "I'm I'm coming oh, on over." Yeah. He'd be <laughs> like, "No, no, 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 please." What? Have you seen course. our fridge, dude? <laughs> <laughs> Got that thing stocked. And it is, uh, yeah. But yeah, so you know, a lot of those collections that they've done, um, you know, with like the, all the like historical scans of box art and and that kind of thing. That's the sort of thing he'll be working on developing and making uh, even more robust. Spider-Man Miles Morales will be playable in 4K at 60 FPS on PlayStation 5, according to a nice. tweet. Uh, according to Weekly Famitsu, Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two is in development. Woo! Full full production now. Full production. Yeah. They've been crank. They've been tweaking on that thing since like at least November. Dream supports VR now. Whoa! Yeah, I haven't checked this out at all. This I wasn't sure. If That's we were, cool. I didn't know if we were going to get this in 2020. Something good happened in 2020. I'm so excited. Uh, Risk of Rain 2 is coming out on August 11th. Yarn Town Shadow Dropped, a Zelda-inspired take on Bloodtown, or Bloodtown, Bloodborne, if you want to check that out. <laughs> uh, Spike Chunsoft Inc. is now taking over publishing of the Danganronpa series, which they tweeted out. Um, Play Danganronpa. Yes. Uh, Ubisoft Games will stay $60 for now, according to them, uh, for the foreseeable future. Star Wars The Old Republic is on Steam, finally. Uh, Team Reptile announced Bomb Rush Cyberfunk, which is basically Jet Set Radio. One of those wonderful times when oh, right, people cool. get together and are like, well, you're not going to make a thing. We're going to make something yeah. close enough the to thing, the thing. The thing that's really annoying about a lot of these origin games on Steam, and we ran into this with Rocket Arena today, is you have it on Steam, you boot it up, and you still have to log into Origin, which is yeah. uh, not great. Can't escape it. <laughs> The next Yakuza launches in November, but not on PS5, but it will be there eventually. Uh, NHL 21 is also... Whoa, uh, you skipped a little bit of... What? The Yakuza, the full English voice cast there. Oh, yeah. With, with it's been a long time. time. Yeah. Uh, I missed the significance of that. I'm sorry. Because that's not something that we get. No, Yakuza we got it. We got it. have English voices. We oh, got that's it. With right. Judgment. It was just the first game that did that, right? It was, yeah. this, it was just the very first game, and then they they did it with Judgment, and now they're yeah. Mm -hmm. And George Takei is in it. That clutch co-moderator action. Do you see what I'm saying? You see, like this was kind of like my idea. You know, is that more stuff like this would happen? <laughs> um, God, I'm glad I missed that. You know, because I that opportunity, blood. You just you jumped at it. NHL 21 is also not going to be on next gen consoles this year. Uh, and Sonic. Oh, interesting. Sonic Dash. You know Sonic Dash. Uh, the mobile game. It came out in 2013. It's made $10 million in six years. 400 million downloads. Because I'd like to end also this week on a high note. Sonic Dash. It's time for Love and Respect. Love and Respect. From Volker Bach. Hey, allies. Okay, Scatch. Actually, it was Michael Pactor, of all people, who got me into it. So at least, for me, it's kind of a gaming-related topic. And with Jones essentially requesting this on last week's podcast, let's talk Scotch. Who of the Allies is into Scotch? How did you get into it? What do you like? Peated or unpeated? Favorite region? Big brands or small craft distilleries? So many questions. Love and Slente from Germany? Volker? Oh, boy. So, uh, I, I like Scotch quite a bit, but I do not have the answers you want <laughs> in the fact that my brother is big into it. And I literally get all of my scotch from my brother, and he just gives me bottles. My brother's so, a certified no mixologist, idea. Brad. 
He really? Went to, yeah, he, he bartended for a while. Whoa. Uh, he's got his diploma up on his wall. But yeah, I have so a bunch, I, but like I can't name any of them. My brother's always I, just like, we're having a family event. He's like, I'll just bring the drinks. I'm like, please do. Yes, I don't. Yeah. Don't know nothing I like uh, whiskey a lot, but I don't. I don't really do scotch. Not that I wouldn't. It's just not something that I've I've made consistent. Yo, but. Ben. Next time I see you, yeah, I'll bring a bottle of scotch. That sounds great, man. Twenty twenty one. Yeah, but yeah, I enjoy I enjoy <laughs> whiskey. Celebrate. It's the best I got. Uh, yeah. One of my old roommates and close friends. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's into scotch and cigars and <laughs> that kind of thing. Uh, and so I've had a little bit of scotch with him after a long day of work or training or whatever he was doing. Um, but that's, that's it. That's my, that's the extent of, of my experience with scotch. Dude, Ben, you know, what's something really fun to do mm. is play Yakuza and have scotch or whiskey. Ah, uh, full yeah. immersion. Yeah, absolutely. I remember there was one night, I think it was whiskey. I gotta there do was, that. There was one night I sipped whiskey while playing Red Dead and that just felt oh, so yeah. right. I usually yeah. don't, I usually don't touch the stuff. Amanda loves it. So I will drink it, uh, with Amanda. Jeffrey Murillo, hello allies. I've been playing Ghost of Tsushima recently, watching reviews on it, but I don't see anyone talking about this. This game finally fixes the issue with the walking running speed of the accompanying NPC. Usually mm. the NPCs are too fast when you're walking and too slow when you're running. I don't know if it's just me who despised that. What do you guys think? No, yeah. I'm, I'm with him 100%. It's so annoying when there is that disparity, and it's, mm -hmm. it is great that Ghost... Yeah, they'll sprint with yeah. you or yep, whatever. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Nice. It helps when your sprint isn't like a hundred miles an hour either, so it's yeah. easier for a game like that. Well, I feel like Red Dead and maybe Witcher and some other games have tried to address that by having the other person in front of you and then you just like holding the button to match speed mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But that's more with like I feel like that it comes up more with like horseback. I don't feel like there's as much focus on it when you're on foot. I will definitely be looking out for that while I play. The and Red Dead and GTA to a lesser extent, but definitely has a very slow pace. So I understand if those NPCs aren't walking fast enough for you. But um, good to know. I just wanted to officially get that because that was a a pertinent gaming question. Jones, I like the slow pace of Red Dead. Oh well, thanks. I like it too. It's nice. You just need it. It doesn't work all the time. Sometimes nope, you need that but slow pace. Sometimes it's great. Aimster, greetings, allies. In April of 2014. Game trailers uploaded a video called Ben Buys Games, where mm -hmm. Bloodworth isn't quite giving Ben a hard time about his, buying, his game buying habits. Ben obliges Blood by listing the games he had purchased in the last month or so and how much he spent on each. Note that Ben had not played most of the games he had bought. We've all been there. And instead was playing mostly Hearthstone. However, Ben says, I will play these someday. I swear to God. This is the list of games uh -huh. Ben had bought and whether or not he had played them yet. Ben, it's been six years. Which of these games have Can you I just played? Say, Love and respect, Corbo. That that video is super fun and I enjoy it, but it, sometimes people watch stuff and they're like, "Oh, you're exactly the same as you were six years ago." And it's like, <laughs> no. "No, I'm not. I'm a I'm a normal human being." And so that really gets super annoying. Um, are you prepared then? Yeah, I'm prepared. The Witch and the Hundred Knight. I don't even know if I remember. I've that. not I've not played that. No. Uh, Deception Four: Blood Ties. Yes, I've played Deception Four. Yes, Infamous Second Son. No, not played Infamous Second Son. Oh, wow. Yeah. Final Fantasy X. Yes, of course. The HD, maybe it was specifically the HD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was probably the HD, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think I've played a lot of the HD version, but I'm pretty sure I've played some of the HD version, I think. 
uh, it says Dark Souls 2 Collector's Edition with the guide Ben had played. Maybe you were planning on playing it again, or it was a different version that you bought? Maybe you I've didn't played have the Dark Collector's Souls 2. Edition. Sure. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 5 Ground Zeroes? Yes. Diablo 3 Reaper of Souls? Obviously yes. You've played. Uh, Titanfall Xbox One Bundle? Yeah. Yep. There we are. We made it. Dude, sick bundle. Yeah. I like Titanfall a lot. Yeah, Titanfall's great. Let's play a game from Garrett Zamora. Hello, allies. I cannot stop playing Doom Eternal. Ever since Ben's brilliant review convinced me to bump it up to the front of my gaming queue upon finishing now Final this Fantasy is 11 VII Remake and Trials of Mana. It's just a game I keep coming back to for more. One could even say I'm playing the hell out of it. In honor of Doom Eternal being probably my favorite FPS ever made, here's a fun little game called Doom Trophy or Rock Song. Simple enough. Ooh. Below I've listed oh. names of trophies achievements from either Doom 2016 or Doom Eternal as well as some hit rock song titles. Have fun, and thank you so much for bringing us laughs in these difficult times. Love and respect from Canada, GBZMR. All right. Doom Trophy or Rock Song? Hail to the King. That's such a Duke Nukem thing. Yeah, it sounds like it. Uh, I'm going to go with Rock Song. I'm going to go with Doom Trophy. I'm going to go with Rock Song? That was Avenged Sevenfold specifically that wrote that Rock oh, Song. Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. such an ombre. I know that song. song title. Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. Hail to the king. That one I should have gotten. You gotta move. You gotta move. Doom Trophy. Doom Trophy. Doom Trophy? Also a Rock Song. Aerosmith wrote that one. I like me some Aerosmith. Ah. I don't know that song. Uh, meet... I'm not the biggest Aerosmith fan. Meet your unmaker. Oh, Unmaker is Doom. Yeah. Doom, yeah, that mm -hmm. definitely sounds like There's Doom. no way that isn't Doom. That is yeah. Doom. Doom Eternal. Um, 100%. Funky spelling on the Unmaker there, too, as well. Yep. Uh, raw Power. That's, uh, power. that, no, 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 that's, that's a song. Yes. It sounds like yeah. a song. Rock song. Of course it is. Raw Power. Yes, <laughs> that would be song. Guns N' Roses wrote that one. Uh, Wait, uh, Iggy Pop also did. Garrett, well, then there's, there's two Raw Powers. Let's go find them both. Come on now. Iggy. <laughs> Uh, Metalhead. Metalhead. That sounds like a band. It may I'm gonna go with the Doom I'm Trophy. I'm gonna go with Doom yeah, Trophy there. Like a, I'm gonna yeah. go with the song, Jones. Alright, well, Doom Eternal's got that trophy, Brad, so. Shit. That sounds like an 80s, like, thrash band that no one's ever heard of. What else you got? What else you got? Ooh. What else you got? What else you got? Doom Trophy? Doom? Sure. Doom sure, says blood. That is a Doom trophy. Doom 2016. This means war. Oh, song. that's a rock song. That's a song. Avenged Sevenfold wrote This Means War. Can't stand still. Ooh, that's a... Mm. <laughs> that applies very much to do, but also sounds like So does You song. Gotta Move. That was an Aerosmith yeah. song. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Can't stand uh, I'm going to say rock song. On I'm going to say rock song, too. ACDC wrote that Doom. rock song. Yeah. Oh. Wrong, blood. <laughs> One more. No rest for the living. Doom? Rock song. Rock song. That's a trophy you can get in Doom 2016. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. 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 Rock songs. It's time for bets. Next week's bet. The official campaign. The official campaign. campaign. I, can't, I can complain about this campaign gameplay reveal. For Halo Infinite. Not the trailer. The official campaign gameplay reveal, in quotes, for Halo Infinite, currently is at 490k views, or it was when I searched 
who knows where it is now. But at the beginning of the recording of this podcast, it was at 490,000 views. Where will it be this time next week? Brad Ellis. Uh, it says 800K. Cool. Uh, ben Moore. I put... I don't know if you can see it. 1.2 mil. Oh, nice. That's wow. What that says. Dude, covering our bases. I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They went big. How big did you go, blood? Uh, not quite doubled. It's uh, 900K. Ooh, I didn't go big at all. 720, which is backwards. Sorry, everybody. Nice. 720K. 720p. Lock those in. Last week's bet, Rock of Ages 3 Make and Break launched on July 21st. I went and I looked at the last 10 reviews in English on Open Critic. Nothing against IGN Italy. I'm sure those reviews are very fine. It's just not in English. How many times did I see the word roll? And for those that do not know, in Rock of Ages 3, you roll a lot. You are a big boulder and you're rolling all the time. <laughs> Brandon Jones, myself, bet 25. Daniel Bloodworth bet 36. Ian Hank bet 22. Brad, you bet 20. And Huber bet 35. I was very surprised. Some of them didn't have any. Two reviews I read didn't manage to put the word roll down once. And the most I saw was four in one review for a total of 23. Ooh. Which Ian Hank at 22 was right next to. Nice. nice. Good job, Ian. Ian. Good job, Ian. Hank wins that bet. Uh, special thanks to Sixth Axis, God is a Geek, Push Square, WCC, F Tech, Slant, Critical Hit, Just Push Start, Impulse Gamer, Hardcore Gamer, Game Watcher. Uh, those are the reviews that I pulled those from. Uh, bringing our scores to Jovial Penguin 7. Wow. Astonished Scorpions 5. <gasps> Let me tell you about patreon.com slash easy allies. That is a place you would want to go if you want to support the easy allies financially. We have revenue coming in from all sorts of different places because we have such a wonderful, diverse, wide community. But patreon.com is the main place that you can go to support us financially. And there's a lot of cool things that you can get. For $5, you can be a much bigger part of this podcast if you would like to be. You can be involved in Love and Respect, which we just finished. You can also be involved in any of the bits that we do, or if you want to give us any more information about the stuff going on during the news that week. And you get the podcast two days early. So this podcast we are recording on Thursdays always goes up on Fridays. Uh, the public gets that on Sundays. But if you want to be two days early, if you want to see it on the actual date that shows up on the thumbnail for the Easy Allies podcast, uh, $5 at Patreon.com will make it happen. $1 will get you more exclusive shows. And then beyond that, there's all sorts of other ways that you or a friend, if you decide to tell them about it, can get involved. Patreon.com slash Easy Allies. We would greatly appreciate it. The following people have got involved in a big, big way, in a shout out big way. And our order's a little a little jumbly, Brad. You're before me. You're kicking it off, Brad, this time. There's no oh, Ian. Okay. So you're top left. I'm going after you, Blood. You're going after me. Ben, you're going after Blood. So it's Brad, then me, then Blood, then Ben. Shout out to Blue, Caleb Togi Crawford, L. Thanis, Greg the Dark Knight Kettering, and one of our patron sponsors would like to shout out to Black Lives Matter. Shout, shout out! Shout out! Shout out. Yes! <laughs> and worth mentioning mm -hmm. uh, that you have about a week left uh, to get in on that shout out tier for August. So we've got uh, a couple of people dropping down. There's a new person that's already joined up. Uh, but if you want to be uh, on shout out for August, uh, go to patreon.com slash easyallies and check the tiers. Um, and uh, if you change your tier before the end of the month, then you'll get shout outs on the podcast that it applies to all through the month, the next month. 
Now, neither one of you is Ian, mm-hmm. but Brad, you were on the show last week and you didn't, you didn't, you didn't win. That 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 bet of twenty did not make it happen for you. So I'm going to give it to mm. Ben to wrap up this show. Yeah, Ben. Dude, right. I, I would have given it to Ben anyways. Nice. Blood, would you have given it to Ben? Sure. Okay, ben, you get to promote any Easy Allies video you'd like to promote. You get the final word on anything you've disagreed with, want to reiterate, or just popped into your head. And you get to sign off with your trademark sign off. Okay. Um, Easy Allies video I want to promote. Uh, the Hall of Greats. How do you not promote the Hall of Greats? Mm. I think I think uh, the Allies really brought it. I, I was really engaged with... Uh, pretty much everybody's presentations. I thought people really thought about the games they were going to bring. I'm really happy about the winners. I really, really am. Um, I think they were very deserving. Not going to spoil it here, of course. But uh, yeah, go check out the Hall of Greats. It's a great time. I think it's one of the best things that we do. Um, something that I want to reiterate. I feel like I feel bad. I feel really guilty. It's been ever since it happened. It's been kind of a cloud over my head. I feel like I, I, I gave the wrong message with that love and respect on the Ben Buys games. I know mm. it was just trying to have a fun time. I The point I was trying to make, I think, came across a little bit saltier than I intended. I know that that person was just trying to have a fun time. And that's great. It was a clever <laughs> idea. So I feel bad about that. I think I came across worse than I intended, which happens sometimes. Um, and, oh, yeah. Thing I want to reiterate. <laughs> No, that's what you just did. No, no, no sorry. So it's a trademark sign. Trademark, trademark sign off. Okay, damn it! I wanted to throw something in there about. Can we give him a bonus one? I'll give. I'll let him. Yeah, because I was the one that picked that love and respect too, Ben. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Do I get a bonus? I'll give you one? a little extra special. Yeah, sauce. Go a bonus. Listen, a lot of people are like, "Hey, Ben, thank you for introducing me to, you know, X, Y, Z, Persona, Yakuza, Doom Eternal, whatever the hell it is." Do yourself a favor. When SMT5 comes out, give it a chance. I think you're going to surprise yourself. I think it's going to be one of those things where you reach out to me and you're like, hey, Ben, it's pretty good. Thank you. So maybe try that. Maybe try doing that. Hey, it's good, Ben. Thank you. I would like to see that happen. Um, And Sophie is our supreme ruler. Because it, it's goatee talk, baby. Yeah, who do you think I am, dude? Come on.